Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer. Appreciate you guys checking out another Law Talk today. As always, uh, please like, follow, subscribe to the content. We're on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms, audio, uh, YouTube, etc. So uh, please check us out. We've also got a big TikTok following. You can go over there and see uh, my guest today. He's going to do some of the dances on TikTok. It'll be a lot of fun. And then Michelle Allen. Oh, N.A. the Band. Don't forget N.A. the Band. They're performing. Uh, I don't know when you're going to see this one, but they're performing this weekend. I think they got a performance next weekend. Just uh, check out their Facebook page and stuff. Uh, they got some really good social media, and uh, give those guys a follow. Michelle Allen is a, a longtime sponsor of the show. She's the go-to in the area for buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate. Good friend of ours. Uh, if you need something, just give her a holler. High Octane Martial Arts has been open since 93. We have a location in Covington and now in Millington. So you can check us out, masonsmartialarts.com. We'd be glad to get you on your own kicking journey. And then new is Jam Books and Records. It's coming soon to the Covington Square. We are fast approaching, hopefully, when we're going to get to open that place. I'm looking at tons of records here. I've got books and records all through this uh, law firm. Anyway, uh, check us out. And Masonite Digital Marketing, Josh, I'm glad to help, help you with your online presence, uh, website design, commercials, etc. Just visit masonitemarketing.com. And my guest today is Mr. He's a returning guest. This is what, three, two? How many times have you been on? Once, twice? Seems like you've been on at least twice. Stephen Schaefer. Yeah, three or four. Three or four, yeah, yeah. We're in there. Like that. I don't know. I, 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 I guess we should have kept. I had thought about when we first started doing this, Having like you know, some places have like a wall, like a, a fan wall or something where people can sign. Like sign like their it's name like a celebrity yeah. wall, yeah. So we kind of keep track of who all's been here. Now some of you I remember, but uh, it's. Funny. I would John Hancock that, <laughs> like biggest name right in the middle. So speaking of John Hancock, so <laughs> you were the uh, juvenile court officer, basically, right? Back Isn't that in the, the day. title. Yeah, well, uh, youth service officer. Youth services yeah, officer. Yeah. I'm sorry, I butchered it. Back in the day. Back in the retired. day. Retired. And now you are. Uh, I work uh, strategic planning and I do uh, budget analysis. So, and you like it? I am actually really enjoying it and loving it. So. Yeah, you went from stuff that was dealing. I don't know if that deals with. I'm sure you've got some people you deal with, but you went with from dealing with a lot of people to what I would assume is it's still probably folks, but not like political folks. So, does no, that make it, yeah, no, still? it's a lot of political folks. Oh, is yeah, it still? Yeah, yeah. just at I a guess higher level. Oh, okay. So, so it's probably worse then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's actually been really enjoyable, uh, you know, and uh, and dealing with uh, a lot of people anyway, both mm -hmm. sides of the spectrum, uh, and so it's it's been fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been real fun. Been in, been a lot of educational. Been there for four months now, and mm -hmm. got a few more things that I'm going to work on in the near future that I'm really excited about. So how's your wife? I, I she's doing well. Long. So she she's good? yeah started a new um, started teaching at Brighton Elementary now, mm -hmm. uh, and she's got a new grade new grade, and uh, she's really enjoying that, loving the staff out there, and uh, of course, um, you know the administration out there is wonderful, mm -hmm. uh, and so she's enjoying that as well. So cool. Yeah. Yep. Well, one of the things we mentioned before we got on here is uh, we have both thrown our hat in the political foray yeah. there and, yeah. ran, and ran for office. I ran for alderman, a city alderman, which is much smaller than the race you ran for, and I did that several years ago um, unsuccessfully. And you ran for county commissioner or county executive, which is basically mayor of the county. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's the whole county. Well, I did both. I did the commission. Well, you been you yeah. were a county commissioner right. for right. how long? In eighteen, while, right? I did that for four years. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, decided to try to move on up. And um, anyway, so what yeah. was your experience like running? I'm just curious on the campaign front. What was that like to you, the campaign, both county commissioner and 
county executive? It was it was fun. It was exciting. Got to meet a lot of people uh, in the communities. Um, got to really and honestly like kind of educate a lot of people on certain things, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but I really had a blast on it and um, just really enjoyed. Like I said, for the most part, just kind of meeting new people mm-hmm. and and doing that. So of course, first time was successful. Second time. Uh, running for county exe- or first time running for county executive and stuff was somewhat unsuccessful, but I still kind of a success in my book. So, yeah, well, uh, I had perspective. A, I had a sort of different experience. So, uh, are you ever going to run for anything again? Do you know? Yes, no. You don't know? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Right now, uh, to be honest with you, uh, like I said, I've spent the last few months away, um, and uh, kind of been watching the county somewhat in, implode on itself. Uh, you know, via social media. And so just a lot of things kind of going on. Uh, so I don't know. We'll just see what the future holds. Um, I always talk with my family about it, talk with my wife, because if you don't have that support, mm. you know, you're just you're just a duck in water. Yeah, I made uh, mistakes on that before where I just decided to do something and didn't really get the clearance no, yeah, yeah. that I needed. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good no, idea. No, you got to get that with the family and, and like I said, my, you know, mainly the wife, but mm-hmm. also, you know, um, like my daughter was young at the time, but I wanted to make sure she understood that process and why. And then, uh, and then we just prayed about it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed talking to folks, too, but I was also frustrated by people. <laughs> Let me guess. Um, you got people in the community that really don't want change. Yeah, well, that was one of it. But it was more, honestly, and I don't I almost hesitate to say this because then people will feel like I'm talking about everybody, and I'm not. But there's a lot of people that vote one way or the other without understanding why they vote one way or the other. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and they're like, people, oh, there's an R there. I'm voting for that person. And there's a lot of people that uh, that don't really quite educate themselves on the candidates, and they just are told who to vote for. Yeah, I, so I, I used to think that people that wigged out on the two-party system were, uh, you know, just kind of over-exaggerating it. But I, I, I delved deeper into it the last several years. I struggle with the two-party system. It's been an issue since the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, if you look at uh, George Washington's farewell address mm-hmm. after his two terms of, of presidency, he's he specifically warns against that mm-hmm. uh, in his farewell address. So, I mean, like even he identified it back then with like, y'all might yeah. want to be careful with this. Well, I've always voted Republican. Well, there's one, I think I voted for one Democrat one time. Um, I forget what it was for, but the reason is I hate, I, and I almost hate even saying that because I, I'm a libertarian. I, I, I think you and I might have even discussed this before. I, I tend to be socially um, liberal, but fiscally conservative, and this is going to sound. Um, that's a, that's actually very common. Yeah, Just yeah. So well, hard, here's yeah. why: I am a white heterosexual dude, yeah. so most of the right wing social issues don't affect me. I mean, because I'm, I'm not gay. I'm not trying to dress like a woman. You know, none of this kind of stuff. Right. So I mean, if people, but personally, if Josh decides that he wants to be uh, instead of Josh, he wants to be Joan. You, you ain't got to worry know, about that. Or, or, <laughs> or Dave wants to be Devine or something. That's right. I support their right to do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I support their right. I don't care as long as they're not infringing on my rights, which is right. where we start to get into some discussion. My point is, like. I don't know, like this coming election, presidential election. Yeah. You know, uh, I've been watching some of the candidates they've got coming up. And what's frustrating is I do think that some of them are better than others, but they're not going to get the nomination. 
You know, yeah. so like the the best Democratic candidate, I don't think is going to get the nomination, and the best Republican candidate, I don't think is going to get the nomination. We're going to end up with some clown again that's up there. It's just frustrating. I would I would like to I would like to see younger people get more involved. You know, I I don't want it to turn into like we're like we did with the Speaker of the House, you know, just you well, know a few months ago, where it's the same two names just over yeah. and over and I over think again. They need to put age limits <laughs> instead of having all the dinosaurs that we've got there, you know. Well, well there, there's value in experience. Yeah, yeah but I would, but, but I would have to agree with. I mean, you know, there's I'm like, a limit. Let's now. not say. I don't know that I would say age limits, but how about some cognitive tests? Yeah. You know, how about well, they got to like after you hit you know eighty, you, you got to do a cognitive test to assess if you're still good to go you yeah. know i mean there's some guy there's some there's some guys and gals that uh, are older that you know, i know that are sharp as a tack you know but then you got some that i don't know yeah no i agree you know i think they're in that life experiences and things like that and health mm-hmm. health uh, issues you know cause some people to be affected at an earlier age than it does earlier so i think there's a lot of things but i would agree i mean you've got really good candidates on both sides so i'll tell you you know of course, I'm I'm Republican, mm-hmm. and so um, I think I think at one year I did like I we knew who the Republican candidate was going to be, mm-hmm. and so I was like, you know what, it would be smart of me if we already know who the R is going to be, then let's pick who our opponent's going to be, you know. Mm-hmm. So like in a primary or something, and I was like, let me I'm going to swap, and that's actually there's several people have that strategy too. They'll, they'll swap and vote on the Democratic ballot. so they can Just kinda, to pick a beatable candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Kind of sway some numbers, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, that's fairly common. You'll see people do that. I think I did that like years ago, years ago. Uh, but um, so you'll see different strategies kind of play out. But there's definitely got to be that a sensible test. It's common sense isn't common anymore. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we, we really got to bring that back to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just that's what I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we get some new candidates in and uh, some people who bring something because you got good candidates on both sides, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think that's the important thing is we actually bring people in who are willing to talk and uh, not willing to yell at each other across the table or fall um, asleep on each other across the or, table. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean that's that's the frustrating part for me is um, being on being on the Republican side of the house as I've traditionally been. And then, you you know, you go to meetings and it's just instant, you know, bickering and yelling. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm here to listen. Show me what you got. Because you do have some Democrats who have some good ideas. There are some Republicans who have good ideas. Yeah, well, I'm fine even with ideas that are different than mine as long as you can explain it. Uh, the, yeah. the, the struggle I have is just people in general who are like, I'm not voting for that person. And you're like, what? Well, because they're stupid. And you're like, well, what makes them stupid? Because they're an idiot. Well, what is it that they do that you don't like? It makes them everything, you know, like yeah. they don't have any answer for why they think that way. They're just yeah. like, my mama voted for, mama and daddy voted for this letter. I'm voting for this letter, you know, yeah. and it's just blind allegiance. Well, and, uh, in today's world too, you know, we have access to technology, mm-hmm. right? So I can Google you, I can look up, you know, I can pull, you know, all, I can pull your history. I can see what you got. What do you think about that, uh, that hot uh, house rep? lady or whatever that got caught in the theater what do you think about that one you see that? i haven't seen no you i haven't seen, seen that josh no, did I've you been, see that oh no I didn't, I didn't see that uh no. you google it real quick it was uh she's republican i think and that didn't matter either way but she's young too she's like 35 and she was she's like federal i think it's federal either house of rep or senator i think she's a house house of rep anyway um 
she went to a theater to see Beetlejuice, the play, and she brings this guy friend with her. And so the first thing that she screws up on, she's vaping and blowing the smoke in this pregnant woman's face. And, oh, and the yeah, pregnant no. woman is That's like, no bueno. yeah, the pregnant woman is like, no, don't. Uh, and some of this is a little X-rated, Josh. I don't know if you can actually show it, but you can show us. Anyway, yeah, that's her. Anyway, so then they go they, they go and confront her, the theater people, and she goes, no, I wasn't doing any of that. She just lies. Well, it's all on video. Right. So then she goes, um, the, the, the camera sees them, right? So the guy with her starts fondling her, and she starts fondling the dude, all on video, right? And uh, anyway, it was... And then, we, then they come, because of that, the people, again, complained, yeah. and uh, they finally come and kick her out. And can we take a time out and just you know sure. tell people all the time, like, there is always a camera. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you got it on well, you at all times. Well, the, so the, the thing is, like, she's she was she's an adult. Yeah. And uh, as far as the fondling each other, I, I mean, I, I there's just, a time and place. There's a time and place, but the problem is, she was preaching family values and stuff, and right. then you're in public doing this, and other people are seeing you. Yeah, there she is with her her guy friend. I think that may be where they're getting kicked out. I can't remember. Yeah, they got there's there's an actual yeah. video of the incident though. Um. Yeah, that was that was it. Showed it earlier. It was. Uh, oh yeah, showed them in the uh, thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's a good close-up though that shows like her the no, actual we don't have activities. To go that far. Oh, you don't want to see that? <laughs> so, no, we're, we're good, bud. So. Well, I'm not picking I'm gonna, on. I'm going to trust you. I wasn't picking on just Republicans. There's no, the same no, yeah. thing with the Democratic side. Yeah. It's just being a hypocrite. You know, like yeah. if you're gonna say one thing then you need to you need to stick by it and more importantly don't be a turd in public like she was just being rude to this pregnant woman yeah. like I, I don't get that just because she no i think that's a, a, i think that's a big issue you know you have to look at a lot of people you know you can't say one thing and then do something else you know what i mean so mm. like I, th- I know when i campaigned kind of going back to that a little bit when i campaigned i was i was big on you know uh tipton county values but as I would talk to people, I would say, well, what are Tipton County values? You know, and they want, well, we want someone who's uh, a good Christian guy. I was like, okay, cool. You know, um, you know, we want someone who's a family man. I'm like, okay, I got that. You know, we want someone who's involved in the community. I'm like, okay, well, these are things that I'm, I'm bringing to the table, you know. But then you start looking at numbers and it's like, well, if we're, if we're such a large Christian community, uh, again, this is census data. How come, according to the census, there's over 60% of people in this county don't attend church? So are we really mm-hmm. Christian-centered if, if the majority of our uh, people who live here don't aren't attending church, you know? And, um, you know, if you want someone who's really involved in the community, um, you know, which, which, which me and my family are, you start seeing it's the same people kind of doing the same thing, you know? And so you're like, well, where is... When, and you're like you want center, you know, family-centered values, uh, but then you're you're running around and it's well, like you know, people are. It's funny you say running that around because with everybody. you know there's it's an issue that's popped up now, but it comes up all the time. The whole quote "good old boy" system, and I think part yeah. of what Live adds to that is Live that yeah. But think about it. You just made a comment about how it's always the same group of people in the community. Yeah. Well, those people are the leadership in the community often, and we get to know each other. You know, yeah. I know you, and, and yeah, you, yeah. you've moved to a different you can job. Be, you can be a leader in the community and not be elected. You know, like, yeah, 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 you, you can be a saying? community so, yeah. leader, and, yeah. and not, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, you can do a lot for your community and not be in an elected position. Sometimes yeah. you can do more because exactly. you don't have to worry about votes and stuff. Yeah. Um, my point, though, was the people that are, quote, in a good old boy system, a, a lot of them do know each other, but it's because they're active in that system. Or certain groups. Yeah. Well, and and look, I'm, 
I told you, I got a call. Um, I, I, I never thought I was in any kind of good old boy system. Like, right. I, I thought it was funny. I, I got accused of being, a, what was it that they said? I don't even look at all the stuff, but it was something about a part of the dynasty or something like no, that. I don't really, know. Um, part of the cabal. Yeah, whatever it was. Well, here's what's <laughs> great. You know, like, what was it? Uh, eight years ago, my car was getting repoed. You know, it's like my car got repoed three times. So if I'm this big dynasty guy that's in the good old boy system, you would think that wouldn't you happen. Would, you would think if you're part of the cabal, you could prevent that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. exactly. Like, you can no, pay that it, car note, Jerry. They acted like uh, whatever it was is acting like I'm like part of this uh, elite, social elite that's always been there. I was like, I, d- I had to dig change for my kids' lunch. We were so poor, you know, yeah. like. No, there was no dynasty. Like, I'm self-made. Well, I say self-made. That's not true because there's people that have always helped me with things. But it's just frustrating that they look at it that way. Now, at the same time, there are some groups that perpetuate, uh, I guess what you'd say, a good old boy system. You know, like, I I can't remember if I told you, but I got a call before this mayoral, uh, the the mayor election, um, about, like, this one group had picked who was going to be the mayor. They just... now, they didn't, like, manipulate votes, but what they had done is selected who they were going to push to be the mayor. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, that I got was that the, call, too. Yeah. yeah that, I don't even live in Covington, and I got that call. Yeah, that was, that like, was the, the person that yeah. was selected, and it was kind of like, get in line, and this is the person that's going to be. This is it. Everybody yeah. else, you know, fall where the chips may, you know, but, yeah. but absolutely not. This is this is who we got. Yeah, no, yeah, I got so, that I mean, call. I don't so. know if there's merit to all that or not. My point in saying all that was this, is, is if you think there's a problem, try to become part of the solution. Yeah. Instead of adding to the problem by running your mouth about the problem. So, and that's you know? and that's one of the reasons why you know I ran um, this last time and try to try to run up for uh, county executive. There's just a lot of issues that I thought weren't uh, weren't being really looked at. You know, I was a uh, big thing. I was wanting some more community involvement. I was wanting more information from the county to be pushed out to the citizens. Um, I was tired of getting an agenda that just told me what to vote for without any detail behind it mm-hmm. or not being able to see documents before we vote on it. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I just didn't think that was right. And then in all honesty, I just looked at it, it was more, it was more of a dictatorship, um, than it was, you know, for a democracy to, to actually let's have a discussion and let's talk about things. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and that's how I felt, mm-hmm. you know, and there might be other people who don't feel that way, but that's how I felt about it and how things were being presented and i said you know i i took the oath at the age of 17 when i got in the army saying hey i'm going to protect that constitution and it says that we got to have x y and z and i didn't feel like that was happening in the community that i lived in and so i just wanted to stand for those values i wanted to kind of bring that back the, the new job you have is it federal yeah it is federal yeah so, yeah, that is another level for you to deal with. So speaking yeah. of that, and you may not be able to talk about it since you work for the federal government, <laughs> but, but what do you think about, um, you, you mentioned the uh, you know, American Revolution and stuff, the founding of the, the country. What do you think about the size of the federal government now versus what the founding fathers originally intended? What do you think? How do we, where do you think we fall on that? No, I, I think they would, I mean, but you also got to look at territory, land, population. And those have all grown. And when those grow, your government grows. Um, so I, I think they would be astonished at just everything that our that our government do, you know does. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be some issues. They're going to say, "Oh, we didn't want that," mm-hmm. you know. I mean, but you're also looking at years of difference. Mm-hmm. You go back to that core values, though, and what they establish, what they what they actually look at, and how they did 
you know, the Declaration of Independence, how they did the Bill of, you know, the Bill of Rights, how they did the Constitution and, and the core things that really solidify. And here we are years later still able to use those things, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, there's some things, you know, and of course amendments have been added and things like that and tweaked and, and a lot of them for good cause. Um, so I don't, I, you know, I think they would be just in all kind of where we are today. But I, I couldn't say whether they'd be good yeah. or bad because, again, you go back to those that and it's you got two party systems kind of getting created and uh those values have shifted and you know and so i don't i don't know how they would well there's kind of a dual argument on it some people of course argue the government is the federal government specifically is way 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 bigger than it was ever intended to be like it was never supposed to own land it was never supposed to uh uh but that's what that's what those original documents were created so that you could present that case Mm-hmm. And and have that argument. That well, if there was I, I something think, you I had think the ability to there change is, it. There is an argument now that it's so big there is there's no going back to it. You know, it's just become so. Uh, what is the largest landowner in the U.S. is the federal government, I think now, and uh, not to dog on your bosses over there on the federal side, but the my interpretation and I've done extensive study in that period. I, I got super heavy into it several years ago when my son made the connection that were directly related to George Mason, who was uh, the George Mason University's named after him and everything. Yeah. 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 So George Mason did not sign the the Constitution. He refused to. Correct. He disagreed with uh, it. Yeah, and and he he even wrote and traveled around speaking on his objections to the Constitution. And interestingly, some of the objections he had have kind of come true now, some of the things he said might happen. In any event, I got really interested in that period of time. And those guys, those cats were afraid of a big government because well, of the, the monarchy, because of Britain. Right. But let's look at it, though. There's a lot of misconception with the founding fathers. A lot. A lot of people think that our founding fathers completely agreed on everything. Yeah, no. I mean, and that is completely not true. Yeah, you can there read a uh, ton they, of disagreements. They actually did a really good job of uh, taking, taking a, what do you call it? I should know. No, I'm a no. So that I mean that, that's where you, you really can literally go back and read what read their the objections you were. You can yeah. actually read the quotes and read what they said and how they scribed all this information and how they wrote it down. And we can actually go back. It's it's actually um, it's it's one of the most founding moments in world history. Uh, that you know, I mean, we look at the revolution. Uh, you know, of course, it started as a civil war, and then it developed. It really turned into a world war. Uh, when you really look at all the characters that played a role in it, you know. And so, but but again, you look at all these things and you think like, okay, well, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington agreed on everything. That's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, John Adams and, you know, James Madison agreed on everything. Absolutely not true. Well, didn't you see you know, Hamilton, though? I have <laughs> I have seen Hamilton. My daughter is a huge Hamilton. Uh, she lo- She loves it. She's just completely just in love with it. Um, I do too because it brings out a lot of points and things like that. I, I studied liked Hamilton it. Honestly, I, I thought it was good as a performance. Like I, I liked the play. Well, and he hit on a lot of a lot of topics because mm. again, he's trying to sell something. And he, I mean, and brought forth a lot of things that are true. I mean, you know, so there's there's not very many discrepancies in in, in that performance and what really happened. Uh, but yeah, no, I actually got a chance to study Hamilton. I've been a big, huge Hamilton fan before. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Lynn Mandel. Or however you I, say I don't know who's original. But yeah, but you know, but like I said, my daughter, my wife, and them, and I loved it to the point that it got my daughter interested in history again. Mm-hmm. And and uh, if you don't know, that's that's what I studied in college for my bachelor's degree. So that's kind of what 
and I, I just I fell in love with it for that reason. It really mm-hmm. got people looking at history again. But I just wish people would kind of understand that conception, uh, that uh, concept anyway, that our founding fathers did not agree on everything. There are a ton of founding fathers who didn't agree with the Constitution, thought it was terrible, thought it was a mess, thought it was just, you know, cannot stand with this, um, you know, and... Yeah, a lot of them uh, kind of agreed because they thought if they didn't, that they thought some of those issues would eventually be worked out later, and they thought it was more important to have the union than not. It's more, yeah, and it's made for amendments. It's made mm-hmm. to, to adapt and change. The, the, so the one, one of the, the one argument I was talking about was that the government's just too big is too big. The, the other argument, though, is kind of like you're talking about where the documents were set up to be amended and adjust and grow, like that the founding fathers never knew about nuclear weapons. You Correct, know? right. So you have to have adjustments for they they didn't even know about dinosaurs. Yeah, I know. I okay. saw a thing about <laughs> so, that, that the first dinosaur wasn't discovered till yeah, some years no after George dinosaur. Washington so. was, uh, was uh, <laughs> they probably saw a dragon. You know, it's probably a skull. They thought it was a dragon yeah, or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there is an argument that, you know, it had to morph and the federal government had to grow. And if we hadn't had done that, you know, that we might not be the world power we became because we would have been these individual states. They were just bickering against, you know, right. amongst themselves. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I know which way is right. I do think, though, that based on the founding, they did not intend for the federal government to be as powerful as it is. But I, I don't know that, like you said, if they looked at it now, if they wouldn't be open to it. You know, I mean, yeah. but we've come so far on it, it just is what it is. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that uh, George Mason wanted that's interesting and would probably help nowadays is he originally said he didn't like that there was one president. There was one person in the executive branch. He didn't like any one person having all this power. So what he recommended at the time, and keep in mind these are just the, the colonies there on the uh, the East Coast, um, he wanted uh, a nor- uh, the northern colonies to select a, a candidate that was the president, the middle colonies, and then the southern colonies. So you'd have three. Okay. So you'd elect them, and there would be three presidents that worked together and had to majority vote together on decisions from the executive branch. Which, you know, if you think about it, would probably be a good thing. You know, you could even have it where you had a couple of Republicans and a Democrat, you know, or, you, you know, it, well, it's you, more yeah, balanced. You, know, you remember back then, too, you know, whoever won was president. And, and then the came VP in second, was the VP. Yeah. Second. Can you so imagine if that, you had that? Can you imagine if that was today? <laughs> like, <No. laughs> yeah, I don't know how good there that would be. A lot of saboteur, is all I can say. <laughs> anyway, that's a very interesting uh, area of history. That, yeah, uh, I know, but it still plays effect. Like I said, again, you, um, you know, I, I urge everybody because it was actually a, it was something I actually did as a as the YSO. Um, you know, their resources are very limited in this county for kids and stuff, and so you would see kids that had a lot of leadership potential, but didn't really know uh, either have great examples in their life or didn't know how to access it. So mm-hmm. I would actually tell the parents to order the book off Amazon. It was like you know two ten dollars somewhere in that range. Uh, and say get George Washington's farewell address and have them write me a paper on the leadership characteristics of George Washington just based off of that. Yeah, and uh, and I would really urge you and and anyone listening to this to to go back and read that. And mm-hmm. I think it would kind of open your eyes that he's warning you about things you know in the early 1800s that are happening today. You know, so uh, George Mason was 10 years older than George Washington, and they were neighbors. They grew up together. They were right there beside each other. Yeah. Matter of fact, there's some historians that think that George Washington wasn't really, he wasn't really a legal scholar. He was really more of a soldier. Um, And that his legal... He was a good, let's say he was a good leader. He was a good leader. I'm not saying he wasn't. There's some characteristics. No, I wasn't saying he wasn't. I'm saying that a lot of his legal 
acumen really came from George Mason. Yeah. There's even arguments like the Virginia um, Bill of – it's either the Bill, the Bill of Rights or the their, uh, their Constitution. Their Constitution was uh, the basis for the U.S. Constitution. Or, or it may have been the Declaration of Independence. I think I'm getting them confused. But if you look at it, Thomas Jefferson gets credit for it, but it is literally verbatim what George Mason wrote. He just took it and changed the stuff. So um, my point is, because uh, I studied George Mason, so that, so that would much. be the Declaration then, if you're talking about may, Jefferson. May, maybe yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. Anyway, George Mason, uh, they had a big falling out. They were friends forever, and then when the when they when the the U.S. When the Americans won and started to, to draft the Constitution, and he got in all these disagreements, the main one of the main points he disagreed on was having George Washington be the president. And uh, he was most of them were all about him. It was like yeah. they wanted him to be a king. Remember? No, because I mean you got to think about it though too. Washington back in the days, he's I want to say he's like six two, six three, six four. He's mm. he's six foot, and the average height back then was like below five ten. You know, mm. so yeah, when he walks into a room, like he's yeah, he's, he's commanding. A big stature, you know, broad mm-hmm. shoulders. Walks in the room. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get that commanding authority. Yeah. So George Mason uh, just didn't he didn't like the single president thing, and he didn't want Washington. He wouldn't sign off on it, and they got into it about it. And yeah. so they ended up uh, the friendship was destroyed. Like that's yeah. why is because he wouldn't support him, and they had been like best buddies up till then. Yeah. Um, there so, was there was actually a point too in the, in the revolution where you know some people on Congress were kind of wanting Washington out. Mm-hmm. From leading the army and stuff like that, so I mean, there was so, there were some plays and some people put in positions. Oh, you know, they were so just like us. I think they're figuring wise. things out. You know, so I'm sure there was you know jockeying for position and people trying to get power and I mean all the same oh, thing yeah. as you deal with. You same know. stuff you see today. Yeah, so I mean, we got very blessed though that it came out the way it did. I guess at least in the beginning. You know, another thing George George Mason objected to was not addressing slavery. He literally wrote that if they didn't address slavery. I don't want to say he said within 100 years there would be a civil war. He so said I'll tell you this. It had to be addressed. But if you look at it, so first you got to kind of understand, Thomas Jefferson, I don't know how we got into this history talk. <laughs> so, hey, side so, note, so, uh, so, you can say that, but I think you'll find this interesting. Yeah. George Mason, when he said there should be no slavery, was the second largest slave owner in the country. Okay, so Thomas Jefferson is a walking contradiction to himself because he actually wrote uh, that – you know, a, a segment about slavery, and that was omitted out of it, you mm-hmm. know, and then people were kind of like, well, how are you going to be? Because slavery's been an issue even before the revolution started. Oh, sure. Everybody focuses you know? on the, yeah. that, the the Civil War period there on America. No, it was, slavery, a, hot, it was a hot topic when we started the country. There's been slavery for thousands of years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. basically since mankind's been in existence, Romans, they've uh, had slavery. Egyptians, uh, like I said, essentially does the, it make the whole it confident. Does it make it any more right? Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's existed yeah, still, a long time. It's still happening today. Yeah, I mean, we got more arguably more today. so now than they ever yeah. had then. Yeah. We've statistically got more slaves today than we than we had back then. Yeah. But, yeah Spe- speaking of that, not to change subjects, but you probably know something on this I don't because I honestly don't know a lot about it. Yeah. The whole kid trafficking thing. Yeah. As a youth services officer, did you get any training on it or statistics on that? Yeah, actually, I was like one of the few people actually in West Tennessee that was um, that was certified on it, like advanced human trafficking interrogation techniques. And so, is any of that going like that. around here? Yeah, absolutely. See, I'm just, I guess, blind to it. No, yeah. Uh, the first time I caught COVID um, was from a young lady from Washington State. We actually found her in Drummonds, um, and I had to. Um, 
I had to pick her up, take her to the airport to send her back home to Washington State. So was she kidnapped? Uh, he had he had taken a bus all the way up there, um, got her. They had met on social media, and then took several buses back. I think it was like on a two four day trip uh, back to Tipton County, and was essentially kind of had around here. We've had stuff in Covington. We've had stuff in. Millington and Brighton and Mumford. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's an issue here as well. It's not just, you know, I guess I guess I'm not as aware because here as a lawyer, I don't think I've ever had anybody come in charged with anything on that. So you can't, you know, you can't charge a, a, a juvenile with prostitution. In the state well, of well, not the juvenile, the adult. The adult, yeah, no, the because, trafficker, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, because most of the time I think they, you know. You start looking at federal guidelines and offenses like her case. So her case really wasn't anything here. It was mm-hmm. mostly federal. Yeah. So I did get opportunity to work. Stuff. Yeah, I got an opportunity to work <clears throat> with um, U.S. Marshals, FBI uh, on cases like that. So yeah. You know, you talk about your Army service, which I always say thank you for your service. I appreciate. It. I did not have the honor to serve. All I was was a dirty cop. Um, but I did this weekend. <laughs> I did. Well, there's two things I was going to recount that happened this weekend. One. I did this stop soldier suicide challenge. Yeah. It was yeah. 310 pull-ups. Thank you for that. Uh, and see my hands all tore up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh could put the pictures up. Because I, I like physical the physical challenges. I like, always do the 9-11 challenge and stuff. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not very good at pull-ups, so I thought this would be an interesting challenge. And to be honest, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. I thought it was for a good cause, though. Because, you know, people like you that Great serve... Cause. And see a lot of stuff that a lot of us over here take. We take for granted the freedoms we have to run our mouths, yeah. you know, and say negative things about people. But we get, we're able to do that because of people like you that served and have sacrificed. And like I know you've had injuries and stuff yeah. from, from all that you did. I mean, so those are great sacrifices, and I think a lot of times they go unrecognized. And then a lot of people struggle with the. They come back and they're different. You know, they have mental issues now that they didn't have before because of what they've seen and done. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought it was a good cause. Thank you, by the way, for those people who donated. I, I did raise my goal, um, so thanks to the local people that donated to that charity. Yeah, definitely. Big thank you for that. There's, you know, that, man, you know, unfortunately I've, I've, I've been on the um, on the adverse side of, of the outcome for veteran, you know, suicides. I've had several friends of mine. Um, I've, had, I've had a few soldiers that, that I was actually in command of. Um, you know, and it's just, it affects everybody. Um, man, you know, it's, I don't know, man. It just, it really, it really affects everybody. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, not even just soldiers, but I think, and I used to honestly be one of the part of the problem in a case like that, not the solution is I used to, uh, well, I guess lack of a better term, almost make fun of folks that had struggled with mental things. And then I started having issues with some stuff myself. And so I go to therapy every week. Like, I mean, I recommend that everybody do. Matter yeah. of fact, there's sometimes my wife and I will go to counseling and I'll have thought everything was okay till I get there. And then all of a sudden I find out something's <laughs> no, messed sir. up. <laughs> anyway. No, but I'm going to tell you, you know, I think, I think it's important. And you might not be able to go to a counselor. You might mm-hmm. not be able to go to a therapist. But find somebody that you can just sit down and just shoot the crap with them. You yeah, know, yeah, you that's a good talk, thing. And you can well, just you talk know, it out. That's a good point, though, that I, I think that's like some sometimes even the locker room talk. Uh, Or like the camaraderie you have, like I had in law enforcement and I'm sure you had in the military, you know, that's almost therapeutic. And oh, absolutely. I I think it's a problem nowadays when people kind of shun that type of, you know, male bond and interaction is I think it serves a purpose. Um, And that's an outlet that a lot of guys, if they don't have that outlet, they're not going to get another outlet. 
Well, and I consider you one of those, and, and, and Josh as well is like, I mean, you are two buddies of mine that I've known for years that, that uh, I, I enjoy company, I enjoy hanging out, and enjoy just talking. We talk about a lot of random topics, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, not on this show, uh, you know, off the air, on air, whatever. And, uh, you know, and I consider y'all part of that stuff mm-hmm. too. So I know uh, you've had some turmoil here recently, you know, with some stuff, and I reached out to you and just said, hey, you know. Yeah, I, I appreciate just, that. I just, you know, keep your head up there. You got Well, that kind of stuff so. doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because the, it's different if it's somebody that knows you. Yeah. You know, uh, I think out of all that, there were only really two things that bothered me, and it was because there were some clients on there that I know I helped. Like, I literally got their stuff dismissed, and uh, they were saying certain stuff that's just not yeah. appropriate. But otherwise, ah, it doesn't bother me. But, I mean, just stuff like that. You know, I know. Yeah, um, but but I do appreciate when you check. And I had several people that would check on, yeah. you know. And I think that's important to do. I think a lot of us uh, get so involved in our lives that we don't do enough checking just on checking. each other. Yeah. I know, you know, recently, um, I know, you know, y'all's dad passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a big thing for me was just checking on you guys, both of y'all, to see how you're doing. I mean, just crap happens in life, you know, and yeah. it's just when you when you see people that you care about that you know uh, go through stuff like that, just something as as simple as a text message and just saying, "Hey, how you doing?" Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you need time to talk? Give me a call. Shoot me a text back or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes you'll send a really nice message, and then I'll send you a really inappropriate TikTok. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, poor, that's true. Poor yeah, Josh. You are, you are like I said, you are one of my TikTok buddies. Yeah, yeah, so, Josh over so. there. Because he posts the TikToks. So when he opens it up, it's my TikTok. Yeah. And uh, he's always complaining about my algorithm, the stuff that pops up <laughs> on my algorithm. It's yeah. very, very now, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got, you know, essentially like three buddies of mine mm-hmm. that, I, that I'll send some TikTok stuff to. You're one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and then, uh, of course, I, I send Josh a few things, too, from time to time. Uh, no, you are one of my three uh, TikTok. Where I'm like, hey, you know, this, this is kind of funny. Nice. Yeah, I got you. It's on my. It's, you know who it is because they're right there on the they're list. They're right there on the. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like, there's my title. Boom. Josh, how's your mouth? I just realized that I, I hadn't checked I on you. Like oh yeah. I, I feel like I had a stroke. He, he had. Or uh, something. He went to the dentist earlier. Yeah, that's what he was yeah. telling me. And they deadened his whole face. Yeah, I had a, had to have a feeling like the first feeling I've had done in 20 years. So, so if he's going to take a punch, this is the time to do oh, it. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You hit me on the right side of my face. I won't feel it at all. Yeah, you know, you talking about getting hit in the face. So I think I told you about this, Josh. Tuesday was my last day at the restaurant. Okay, so I did trivia that night. Okay, and, and I didn't tip, know that. Typically, so. what I do is on Tuesdays I do the podcast, right? Yeah. Do it live, and then I leave as quick as I can to get there because the trivia would start at six thirty, and I would try to eat real quick before the trivia started, so I didn't have to try to eat during the night doing the trivia because it's hard. Anyway, so I get there, um, I don't know, forty five minutes early or something, and managed to get a steak, and I'm just eating steak. So I'm sitting there at the little uh, the stage eating a steak. And all of a sudden, I notice this dude comes staggering over. Well, there's a chair by me because usually my wife helps me. She does the math and stuff. But she wasn't there, so the chair's open. So this guy sits down by me, and I'm talking about it's like right here. Like he's like right, right up against you. me, right up on me. And I'm trying to eat this steak. Like I'm literally cutting it to eat, and this guy's leaned up on me and clearly intoxicated. And so he goes, uh, uh, he says, uh, I want a steak. And I'm like, well, they'll hook, hook you up, man. I saw you was at the bar. You can go get order your steak, and Coates will, will take care of you. And he's like, no, I want your steak. And I was like, well, I said, I, you know, I'm really hungry. I'm not going to fly. I'm going to eat my steak. So I said, you know, just go into the bar and order your steak. And he was like, I think I'm going to take your steak. And so then I got tickled. And it's funny because <laughs> the boys in the restaurant were watching. Yeah. And my son, especially Jude. 
uh, was watching. The, and, and then I was also aware they were watching, so I was trying to not do, like 20 years ago, this would have gone differently uh, with me if this had happened. And so I go, listen, sir, I said, uh, you know, I don't want any trouble. Why don't you just go back to the bar and, you know, uh, get you a steak and it's all good. Just I said, but if you go up there, I said, I don't need you harassing any of the other patrons. OK, I said, if you're going to be here, you got to act right. So then he pulls his his, his uh, shirt up right beside me and shows me this tattoo on his arm. And he said, you see this? And he goes, uh, I'm a bandito. He said, I'm a one percenter. And I said, well, look, I'm going to go and tell you something. I was laughing at this point. I said, in all the bars, in all the world, in all the people for you to come up and try to take a steak from, I'm not the guy, man. I said, I'm not the guy. And I said, and if you're a bandito and they all come in, you might have a chance. I said, yeah. then you might have a chance. I said, but right now the best thing for you to do is just go. Right. And so uh, he starts to kind of get up and sort of stagger. And again, one more time, I said, listen, man, if you get up there, because I could tell maybe he didn't need to be in here, maybe I didn't get served. I was like, uh uh, don't harass the pa the patrons. Anyway, so then I asked Coates, I was like, how much has he had to drink? Because this guy seemed really intoxicated. He said, I only got him, he only had two drinks. Like, that's it. And he said, uh, he seemed a little different, but not really drunk when he got here. Um, so I don't know if he's on the way up or what, but he's definitely struggling. So then he gets to the bar and he leans up against this, this regular that comes there. And same thing, leaning on against him. And I'm like, that's it. So I go up to him and I'm like, look, man, you got to go. Like, you got to yeah. go. You can't stay. I can't have you harassing the patrons. You got to go. And so I'm kind of trying to get him to walk out. I'm trying to be nice. And, again, those boys are watching me, right? Because the old me would have quickly bounced his head off the pavement. I would have made sure he's forcibly removed, enjoyed it, and had been fine. Yeah, you know? but did you get older, you realize that that hurts. Not just them, but yeah, you. Yeah, well, why do what, – what, what is the bragging right of whooping some drunk guy, some old exactly. – you know what I mean? Exactly. Like there's no, yeah. there's no victory in that. So you, start, you got to put the arm around the shoulder. Kind yeah, of him a I get him. I like, get him. On, I got him to the door. He was good until yeah. we got to the door, and then he actually started. It looked like he was going to try to bow up, and I just looked at him and I was like, "Listen, man," I said, "It's not the time. You really just need to go. Just go, and uh, I hope you have a good day." And so he went ahead and, and went on. Yeah. But the boys, <laughs> it was so funny because they were, you know, they're teenagers and they're over there like thinking this dude's they're finna, ready to go. Yeah, they're finna, <laughs> he finna get whooped. And then there was one old guy that's always in there. Uh, he's actually my cousin. And he was like, I had you back, Jerry. I had my, my steak knife ready if something happened. <laughs> anyway, nobody got hit, but he's talking about hitting him in the face. It made me think about yeah. that because this guy was all up on me. Well, um, maybe he just liked the smell take of my steak. Uh, I don't know. He, wanted yeah. my, he liked my steak is what he liked. Yeah. yeah. So it is good steak. Though. He didn't get it. Yeah, no, so, I love him. Yeah. I love him. It's, actually, it's my favorite steak, so I just hope it stays that way. Yeah. So, um I'm sure it will. Good times. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, part of why Brian and I left is because we think it's uh, it's, a, it's in a good spot. You know, yeah. it's in a really good spot. It's it's running well. It's been running almost two years now. So it's been that I, I long think, already? Yeah. It was wow. technically founded in November of 21. We didn't open till the end of January I was about to say, 22. I knew it was a few months. It was colder weather. Yeah. So – so technically January would be two years that it's open, yeah. but really November is officially when it's been two years. So in any event, it was a, a definitely a good learning experience. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good. well I'm, I'm glad though, you know, I know you're, um, you're going to spend more time at home. I know, uh, I recently going back to TikTok, your wife had asked you a question about 
how often do you think of the Roman Empire? Oh, yeah. I saw that, so um, which caused my wife to ask me that question. Okay, what was your response? Daily. Yeah, yeah. So Daily. that apparently it's a running joke. I didn't know when she was asking me this was like some viral. I thing. didn't. Yeah, she's I didn't rec- either until she I was saw recording that. me. I'm driving and I can feel the phone on me, yeah. and I look over and she asked me, and I yeah. go, "Why would you ask that?" And then yeah. I was like, "Well, I guess actually I Daily. think about it a lot." But how often do you think about the Roman Empire, Josh? Uh, almost every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> apparently it's a guy. It's a guy thing. Well, like I said, I'm a big history buff, and like one of my favorite countries is Egypt, you know, and so there's a lot of influence. My wife likes Egypt, too. Yeah, there's a lot of influence, Egyptian and Roman and stuff. Mm-hmm. I probably think so like, more about here, the Spartans than I do the Roman Empire. Oh, like, I'll, I'll ask you this question, see if you and Josh know this. Uh, so we know Julius Caesar gets stabbed to death, right, mm-hmm. you know? So where was Cleopatra when that happened? Hmm, I don't know. You don't know? Mm-mm. Josh, I, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. She's across the street. Oh, really? She's across the street when it happened. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to see his body and everything on the step. Hmm. Wow! So see, that's what I'm saying. That's how closely connected all this. I just is. I just finished reading a book called The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. He's the one that did the Forty Eight Laws of Power, Rules of Power, or whatever. Yeah. He does several of those books, and this was another one of them. Uh, and I didn't read it to seduce, but it there's a lot of sales tactics in a lot of those books. But it has a whole section on Cleopatra, yeah, and how she used different seductive powers to her benefit extremely intelligent yeah yeah she extremely in other words it was it was not uh, just a pretty face she used her it was a an asset she had yeah that she no used it, to it was so it was so bad that the, the roman public actually thought she was a witch because mm-hmm. she had actually uh almost enchanted had, she, them. She had yeah had enchanted and seduced two very political and powerful and military leaders mm-hmm. uh within an extremely short amount of time in the roman empire and so, and then they were starting to see all this Egyptian influence kind of coming in. Um, but yeah, so they considered her a witch for an extended period of time. Yeah, Madeline likes the Egyptian stuff because she she thinks they're all uh, it's like aliens helped them and stuff. <laughs> oh, with the pyramids, yeah. yeah. So there's a new pyramid. You know, they've kind of discovered a new pyramid within the last year or two. Yeah, they, so they found a new excited. tomb too. Did you see the new yeah. tomb they found? So I'm kind of excited about that and see what happens with that. Well, let me ask you about that, and then we'll we'll start tying it up because we're working on an hour. What do you think about all the alien stuff? Are you talking about with the Egypt or the uh, was it the Mexican Congress? No, no, I think they found out that was cake, wasn't it? Didn't they? Yeah, they, they, well, they X-rayed them and they found out that like it was bones inside, but the bones were in like the wrong order and like uh-huh. twisted around. Like somebody. Oh, had I'm talking yeah. about the federal government having the hearing, which I think a lot of people are confused. The UAP hearings they had, the people that were the whistleblowers and gave these testimonies were not actually acting as agents of the government. Now, they had been agents of the government, but they were testifying in their individual capacities about things they'd seen or experienced. Um, So it wasn't really the government admitting that there are UFOs. Uh, It was these whistleblowers saying, describing their experiences. However, it's pretty compelling that there's something going on. It's unidentified. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. know. I don't think we have that technology, though. I think it's got to be, it's either us from the future or it's, uh, you know, I don't know, lizard people from the center of the earth. I don't know. But it, it, there's something up with it. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I think it's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> He's 100% on the alien shit. Hey, we're going this weekend to the Memphis Comic Con. You Are you this, going to the Comic Expo? The, we're going Sunday. Saturday, we're going to be for the Heritage Festival. Yeah. But then Sunday, we've been planning. It's Saturday and Sunday, but obviously Heritage Festival Saturday. So I Sunday. still, well, you know, we had so many things kind of going on. Uh, my anniversary was earlier this week on Monday. Mm-hmm. And so Happy I anniversary. Uh, appreciate it. Thirteen years, man. So and hopefully a lot more to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, we uh, we hadn't had a chance to kind of go out and do our anniversary thing. So I'll probably do that. But I don't know. She might so be you, into you that. You could take her to the Comic Con, yeah, the Comic Expo, and you could go hang out with all the furries. 
You know, uh, it'll be a memorable uh, anniversary. It, yeah, it'll be memorable, but it's just not my uh, not my cup of tea. Kevin Kevin but Eastman's uh, going to be there. He was the co-creator yeah, that's of cool. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The, the guy that I created like, the Ninja Turtles. I, I've got a, I do I, like my Ninja Turtles. I got a Ninja Turtles number one. Now, it's a fourth print, but it's uh, graded and slabbed in the, the plastic thing. It's a 9.8 grade, which is high, so it's nice. But uh, I'm going to break it open and get him to sign it uh, and then mm. send it off to get regraded because it'll have a signature on it. They have a witness that's going to be there to witness the, from the company yeah. that does the grading. You pay for them to witness it, so they see him sign it, and then they give you a special. The next one that comes is yellow, which shows yeah. it's a certified signature. I'm excited. You're going to break the seal for that. I'm going to break it. I'm going to break the seal. I mean, special. A, well, I don't know. That's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> so uh, I know you're all federal <laughs> and everything, but are you still on social media and everything? People can still find you and see you. Yeah, no, I still like I still do the book of faces. And, uh, I don't really post a lot of stuff on uh, on TikTok and things like that, but I think we're fixing to go to. There's some projects that uh, I've been planning for years. Josh knows a little bit about it. Um, and uh, me and my buddy, Kurt uh, Mayo, we've, we've been planning some stuff. I've been planning stuff for like four years, kind of working out the details and stuff for the last two or three. And so we're fixing to push some, hopefully fixing to push some content and things like that. So Cool. So, yeah. Well, it's always good to see you, man. Yeah, you too, brother. You so. good, you good buddy, good friend, and uh, I appreciate all you do. Uh, well, I appreciate that, man. And I just, like I said, you, you know, you, you know where you're at. Uh, and I know where uh, I know where you're at. You know where I'm at. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm always around. So yeah, yeah. It's just a phone call away, brother. So and all of you guys, I appreciate you too. If you haven't, please like and follow the comment. A comment. The content. We are on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Just go check us out. Look at Kicking Lawyer. It's on all the stuff. We're also on TikTok. Lots of good dances on the TikTok. Na, the band has the album Inside My Head. It is free. You can download it at Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Check them out. They're performing all over the place, doing doing great stuff. Michelle Allen, if you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate, she'd be glad to help you out. She's also a good local community leader we were talking about. Just Good give people. Her, yeah, good people. Give her a holler. Um, High Octane Martial Arts in Covington. Visit masonsmartialarts.com. We also have a Millington location now. So Covington and Millington, we can teach you to kick people in the face at either place. We're doing a 30-year special right now for like 30 bucks to sign up. And then the Jam Book and Records. If you have books or records to donate, because it's not open yet, you can drop them off at the law firm. Um, anyway, just check out Jam Book and Records on Facebook or Instagram. And Masonite Digital Marketing, Josh will be glad to help you with your online presence, branding, social media, marketing, commercials, etc. Just visit masonitemarketing.com. And uh, these, these are now obviously pre-recorded. I don't even know yet who we got next time, but hopefully we'll see you next week on another Law Talk. You guys keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.